this week on Casual Conversations. Gentlemen's etiquette. Yeah, just in time for the holidays. built a certain way by chemicals in our bodies yeah. and, and I feel like society is trying to suppress that you know we, our intuition is pretty spot on but at the same time it, it doesn't mean you can't look presentable presentable So, um, Val, I hear you're a big fan of, um, of, of TikTok. Ex- explain this TikTok to me. No, I know what TikTok <laughs> is. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of TikTok, but uh, definitely a YouTuber. Uh, more but you watch the YouTube shorts. Like, what's the difference? Um, Besides I, the political. <laughs> I trust the Google. I, I don't really trust the Google, but I mean, everything I have is on the Google. And YouTube is part of the Google, so um, I might as well just stick with the Google. The Google. Um, I also have a YouTube Premium account that I bought years ago, and people are like, "Why the fuck do you have a YouTube Premium account?" This, this is why. Okay, the main reason why I have a YouTube Premium account: uh-huh. Cobra Kai. Okay. Because Cobra Kai was originally a YouTube uh, Premium show. Mm-hmm. And that's what YouTube used to promote their buying of YouTube Premium. Hey, we're going to come out with Cobra Kai. It's just going to be on YouTube. So I bought YouTube Premium for Cobra Kai years ago before Netflix picked it up. And I use YouTube a lot. Like I get my news from YouTube because I look up news from other sources, from other countries, not just ours. Um, and I use YouTube a lot for stuff for my car. You know, I have, mm-hmm. I have a 10th Gen Honda Civic Si. I, I love to mod. So I'm looking for videos all the time. There's tons of videos on it because it's, it's a fucking Civic. I wonder if there's a statistic that says like women tend to be on TikTok more than men and men tend to be on YouTube more. You know, I wonder if that's true or not. Now, not so much with, I would say, the younger generations because I think all the kids are just addicted to TikTok. But yeah. I want to say in the older generations, I see, I do see more women my age um, and older using TikTok. Even even my coworkers, people like a lot of women who are my coworkers use TikTok, and a lot of guys that are my age at work don't at all. Like they hate TikTok; they don't even want to get near it. Um, so I I would agree with you on that. Yeah, you know, he, this is how it started. I started I was on Pinterest a lot, and I saw Pinterest shorts of like people baking, right? People getting baked or people baking? Baking. See, I would I'm... watch videos on people getting baked. Go ahead. <laughs> so then I I. I heard about TikTok. I was like, oh, the, the kids are doing it. I'm not going to get into TikTok, whatever. Then I started going, going in there and I saw people doing like cake decorating videos and I got hooked. Mm. And the next thing you know, like now I'm scrolling, but I barely see any cake decorating videos anymore. Because, China's got you. <laughs> because in the past year, a lot has happened. So like I'll be like scrolling, like, how do I get through this? How, how can I do life? Like all this really sad stuff. And then my friend sends me sad stuff. So my algorithm's all messed up. So no longer is TikTok for stupid dance videos. No. <laughs> it's, it's for. Now, it's now for uh, baking and getting through life. Yeah. And then one thing that has been sticking with me a lot in the last couple of months is this talk about like a masculine and feminine energy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So um, 
I realized because I've been through so much trauma and I've been so I've been independent my whole life that when I feel like I feel like I go into survivor mode, right? Which is like my masculine energy. Hmm. So that was like a big issue with my like last relationship is that I was I was holding on to my masculine energy and I stopped respecting my partner. Oh. So I felt like I had to do everything because if not, it wouldn't get done. So you, let me get this straight. You put your feminine energy, you decreased your feminine energy because it's like a balance, right? Everybody's a balance, right? right? And you have to maintain, like men obviously have more masculine energy than than naturally would, you think. Um, You know, I'm not going to talk about the newest generation. I don't see a lot of masculine energy coming out of the newest (laughs) boys, but I mean, I just, just being honest. But, um, but what you're saying is you've had to suppress that feminine side of you and increase that more like you said the masculine energy mm-hmm. um in order to get shit done and that's that's done what in relationships for you like or in any relationship well it it makes me feel like like why am i even here because i'm taking care of like i i, I would assume like in the examples that i've had in life like it's a partnership and you know the man the male takes a more of a, of a like a supporter or like provider role gotcha. and i'm okay with being the breadwinner and all that stuff that that doesn't bother me but like provider in the sense is like if 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 shit were to go down can i depend on you to take care of things you know like mm. if i were like injured or i couldn't work or something where I, I i was pregnant i was in like bed rest or something like that like would i can i depend on you to be able to hold it down or am i wasting my time so so what was this uh what was this particular tiktoker saying well he was saying that the, basically he, he was saying that women in their survivor mode or their they they um, they start to embrace their masculine energy so until she feels like she can be taken care of that somebody's going to support her or she would or provide or you know take on that more masculine role where she feels safe then she can retreat into her feminine role and be softer and be you know, be a woman. Ah, so what you're saying is, um, in order for women to be, to, uh, I, I don't want to sound sexist here, but in mm-hmm. order for women to fall into a category that would benefit men more in this case is if men were being, or were better at being men. Yes. Okay. Which is a great lead in, great lead into today's topic. Um, being a gentleman, mm-hmm. you know, um, Ladies, you may disagree or you may say I'm missing out on some of these things today that we're going to talk about. Um, guys, you may also disagree. You may say I'm missing some things. You may call me a simp for for saying some of these things. I'm okay with that because you know what? Part of being a gentleman is honestly living up to your own values, your own beliefs mm-hmm. and changing those for the better and not caring about, you know, certain critics. You know, there are certain critics you do care about. Mm-hmm. But there are certain critics that you don't. And there are some rules that I would say most men try to follow. There are some rules men don't even know about, Mm -hmm. about being a gentleman. And then there are just some straight up just prick assholes out there that um, have had bad experiences with women women, Mm -hmm. and treat women shitty. Whether it's, you know, they they had a, a, a shitty upbringing from a mother um, a sister, a cousin, uh, a, an aunt, a bad grandmother, whether they had uh, bad girlfriend experiences, men carry that stuff with them. And 
with this new age of we're really having a lot more men being open to their feelings yeah. more than before. Um, I think people are more self-aware and more correct. Uh, they embrace the idea of mental health more as well. But I also, yeah, yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, but I also feel that at the same token, a lot of things that were considered manly, masculine, mm-hmm. I mean, good masculine things are now considered somewhat toxic and evil. Um, which to me is a complete flip of what I was raised with. Yeah. I was raised with men should be men. Men should be strong. Um, not, not again, going into the, the traditional men versus women roles, but at the same token, you know, for thousands of years, we were made to feel a certain way and we're built a certain way by chemicals in our bodies. Yeah. And, and I feel like, society is trying to suppress that now there's some suppression that is needed through you know civilization you know men need, mm-hmm. tend to be need to be more civilized when it comes to certain things sex, sexual nature stuff like that you know we don't just go around grabbing women and take, having our way with them that's wrong we right. know that um and but at the same token you know so there's some civilization civilized manner you have to have but you can still be a man without giving off an air of which again, I don't believe in there's such a thing as toxic masculinity. I don't. I, I believe that there's masculinity and then there are men that utilize their masculinity for negative reasons. But I don't believe in the term toxic masculinity because I don't think masculinity in any form is toxic. Just like I don't think femininity in any form is toxic. I think the attitudes that femininity and masculinity take on become toxic. Right, I okay? can see that. Because being masculine and being feminine should be a natural thing. Mm-hmm. It should be. Um, it is. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned this book to you before called Sex at Dawn. It's basically like a, um, an anthropological book about, like, the history of humans and the way that we are. And it talks about the reason why. And it's in our nature, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why it's in our nature is because men have a, I mean, you have sperm your whole entire life. Like you're making it all the time. Correct. Women only have a set amount of eggs that they're born with. Correct. And that's it. Right? Biological. Not to talk about like, <laughs> not to like rush anybody to getting pregnant, but the, it's the, it's the I've truth. I've only got 300 dozen <laughs> eggs over here. Come that's on. It's like I'm in my 40s. Like, come on. Anyway, so um, with that being said, because of that, like that, that limited supply you know, women choose men based on their, like, their masculinity. Correct. And they choose them. Are they going to be a good... Can they hunt? Can they provide? Can <laughs> not, they protect not me? Not hunt in the, in the literal sense, but, but more... Like, back in the day when people were hunting yeah. for food. Right? But, like, but, like, but today it can be equated to are they motivated? Are they right. driven? Are they driven? Okay. So, and, and that's where men are fucking up. Yeah. Um, and this is not every man. A lot, a lot of men that I hang out with are not like this. A lot of men that I do hang out with are gentlemen. Um, they don't follow 100% of these etiquettes or, or these etiquettes or protocols or rules, but um, they they try to follow them and still have a good time in today's standard, but don't. They're still men. Mm-hmm. They're men in a good way. And I, I think the num- one of the first things before you even open your mouth, before you even show any mannerisms, before anybody can get a single word in edgewise to you the first thing that a a gentleman needs is to have a neat and clean appearance from the get Mm -hmm. 
I, I go to work every morning real early and and I understand that there are some jobs out there that are blue collar that are white collar mm-hmm. um, and yes white collar jobs may have certain um, physical not physical uh, appearance restrictions yes you know mm-hmm. because it's part of the job well, what's to say a blue collar worker can at least look a little bit neater in their appearance as well and I'm not trying to call it blue collar workers here but I'm saying like I see a lot of a lot of guys that just in the morning look like absolute shit their 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 beards are tangled they don't look like they've showered they look greasy their clothes are all messed up and i i'm not saying you have to wear nice clothes if you have a a landscaping job Mm -hmm. but at the same time it it doesn't mean you can't look presentable presentable yeah you know um matter of fact i'll go and say this i've seen day laborers like you know immigrant day laborers who look 10 times better at the menial jobs that they go out for than the people that were born and raised in this country. Yeah. And, and it's, and I'm just like, why aren't we learning? Like that is something that's been lost here in America. Well, I don't want to say in America, but it, like just in general, all over the place too. A lot of guys are just not acting that way. Well, I mean, it is definitely a cultural thing because also on TikTok, I watch a lot of videos like what to wear in Italy. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that they say is like not to wear yoga pants or like athleisure out and about unless you're going to work out oh yeah like in italy like everybody everybody has a presentable appearance like that's the culture but at the same token okay so so let's say we're appearance right Mm -hmm. that goes into uh, another thing about gentlemen knowing your situation like if you're going to the gym yes wearing gym attire is acceptable obviously you're going to the gym you're going to work out yeah but that doesn't mean you like look shaggy going to the gym i'm not saying you have to wear cologne and get all done up and everything but you don't have to wear like the shittiest oldest dungy you know you you got a shirt with a couple holes in it throw it out you know you got some <laughs> old shorts with some tears in it. you're like oh no but they're so comfortable throw them out get a new pair of shorts man go to ross go to tj maxx they're like five ten bucks yeah they're cheap nowadays when you get those shorts. i mean so it, it, knowing your environment is definitely big when it comes to being a gentleman and that does deal with your appearance. Yes, if you're going to the gym, you're going to wear gym clothes. That doesn't mean you still can be presentable in gym clothes. Mm-hmm. If you're going to uh, the beach, it doesn't mean you can't still look nice when you go to the beach, even though, yeah, you're going to go on the sand and stuff, but you know, fold your clothes nice, put them away nice. Um, does it take work? Yeah. Hell yeah. It takes a lot of work. Um, at the end of the day, it's worth it, though. Um, kind of going into... Again, gentlemen, so we talked about appearance. All right, so another thing kind of going into taking care of yourself, displaying respect at all times. And taking care of yourself is displaying respect for yourself. Now, displaying respect, it's it's hard for, for guys sometimes, especially modern guys. We don't like to be called out. Guys don't like to be called out at all. I mean, I think in, even in the past, guys don't like to be called out. Just because someone disrespects you does not mean you have to disrespect yourself or make yourself look bad in front of anybody else by disrespecting, go back disrespecting that person. You know, the thing a gentleman does is not lowering their standards, not lowering who they are Mm -hmm. to react to a situation, keeping their cool, keeping their calm and continuing to, to display a level of control over their emotions and over their actions knowing that there is a better way than maybe yelling back or arguing or fighting 
Um, you know, a gentleman seeks out ways to better man, not try to engage man in conflict or combat. Um, and that's what a gentleman should do. A gentleman should lift up his fellow man, not put his fellow man down. Even if you don't like a person, there's always a good quality you can talk, you can find about a person. Um, yeah, that 1%. Yeah, they're, they're, everybody has something good about them. Yes. So true. stop focusing, you know, as a gentleman, the last thing you can do is focus on somebody's bad because that's just going to make other people focus on your bad. Oh, this is, this is how this person talks. They're focusing on this. Maybe, you know, they have this wrong with them. So a gentleman never looks for the faults in people. He looks for their 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 positives mm-hmm. and he compliments them. And that's another thing. A gentleman, to be a gentleman nowadays, guys, we got to compliment people. Don't be afraid to say something nice to a person just because of how it's going to be taken. Okay. As long as it, as long as you put forth the effort and you have no ill intent behind it. Like I go around, I give compliments at work all day. That, that looks very nice on you today. Um, or, Hey, you know, by the way, I love the attitude you had at the, at the meeting. You said, or you said something great at the meeting. Thank you so much for your input there. It was awesome. You know, we really, it really helped us out. You know, you always try to find a way to compliment people because at the end of the day, sometimes putting that smile on another person's face mm-hmm. gives you that intrinsic value that maybe you're missing. So, um, a gentleman definitely compliments other people. Yeah, and I agree with you. A gentleman, when engaging in conversation. I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. I'm yeah. trying, to, trying to go in order, but just to like just to address what you were just saying about mm-hmm. um, complimenting people. So you know, I don't know if you ever read the Five Love Languages or you heard about the book, but basically, like everybody has one love language that show that they feel love the most, and you don't know if that person's love language is words of affirmation. Correct. Right. So you could, they could be like missing like. Oh, nobody's told me that they're proud of me today. Nobody's told me X, Y, Z in a while. And then you come by and you give them a compliment and they're like, man, I really needed that. You exactly. Know? And don't seek, comp- as a gentleman, you shouldn't seek to be complimented either. You should mm-hmm. compliment without seeking the compliments in return. Right. But if you get them, you should show graciousness, you know, humility, a little humbleness. Thank you. You know, I, I really appreciate that. Nothing to her. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm good at what I do, you know, and and that's a confidence thing. Showing humbleness is not showing weakness. Showing humbleness means that you know that you have room to grow, and that you're not cocky. Because there's a, it, like, and this is the biggest difference I talk to guys about nowadays. Whether they're in their teenage years, because I do work with a lot of young men, work with a lot of men in their 20s and 30s, and men my age. And I said a lot of them have the impression of me when they first meet me that I'm cocky. Because I do give off a little bit of a, of a flair. That's the Italianness in me. A little flair, a little testosterone. A little flair, just a little bit. Um, but if I, but I'll be the first one to admit I don't know how to do something. That's good. And and to me, that is the exact opposite of cockiness. Um, you know, I'm confident in my abilities. I'm confident in what I can do, and I'm confident that I can help you out. So I, I exude that confidence in my persona because I'm very confident in my abilities. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people think that is cockiness that's fine but then when you have conversations with me or you get to know me and you see my actions it's a confidence i exude not a cockiness i know what i can get done i know i need things done sometimes i need things done quicker so maybe yeah i i put a little bit more emphasis on certain things yeah but that's me that's not a cockiness to me that's like hey we got to get this done i need you to do that you know so but another way to show your confidence and not cockiness is that you listen more than you speak. Yes. 
no. which is something <laughs> I do need to work on. I know. <laughs> you know, like it's it's interesting because I am the opposite. Like I listen more than I speak, and that's I I don't know what I mean. I've always been that way. Yeah. So and that's I, that's hard to break for it, a person from my perspective. Yeah. Because I I mean I do want, but half the time I'm like okay, like what do I talk about? <laughs> well, the the great thing. Okay, so yes, it is something I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that I, if you've noticed now, when we're in more social situations, I tend to be quieter, yeah, quieter than true. I used to be. Because I started realizing if I'm the one that's talking in the room the most, I'm not learning about anybody. They're all learning about me, but at the same token, it could be a put off. Like, why is this guy always talking? I think, you know, it's interesting. Like, now that I think about like the past couple of tailgates we've gone to, like you've taken on the listener role. Like there was a friend of ours that I brought last year and you listened to her and her situation. And then I remember, I don't remember how many years ago it was, maybe two or three, but I remember going to you and like venting to you mm-hmm. and you're just listening. Yeah. And, and, and if you go back 15 years, I was the one running around chatting with everybody, not even letting them getting a word, letting them get a word in edgewise. Yeah. And that's and that also has to do with maturity and growth as well. Right. And through that listening, I've learned more about my friends in the last few years than I thought I I mean, I thought I knew my friends really well, but it's like, man, I, I've learned so much more about you. And I actually just took the time to internalize everything you said to me. And and that's that goes back to a saying I say in my job. God gave us two ears and one mouth to listen twice as much as we speak. Yeah. That's you something, know. yeah. <laughs> and it is something Throwback. I'm working on. <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. It is something I'm working on. Um, but part of listening is staying current too. Mm-hmm. When you're, as a gentleman, a modern gentleman, you have to stay current. You have you have to listen. You have to be able to respond properly when you're listening. It stay current with the time. Stay current with your government. Stay current with politics. Don't. I'm going to get into politics in a second and opinions. Oh, no. Um, no, no, no. Not, not in a bad okay, way. In good. a good way. In a good way. <laughs> um, you know, you want to stay. Wor- the word I'm wor- looking for is worldly. Mm-hmm. A gentleman is worldly. A gentleman can insert themselves in any conversation. And even if they don't know anything about what they're talking about, they can still insert themselves, ask questions in a respectable and in- like an in- in- inquiry What's what I'm intelligent? Like an inquisitive manner? An inquisitive but intelligent manner Mm -hmm. and still be able to hold in a conversation even if you don't know what people are talking about. Yeah. And that that all goes back to listening. And you can can learn so much just by putting yourself into a conversation where you're welcome into. And if they ask you for your advice, you know, hey, this is something I really am, I'm learning more about from you all. You know, thank you for inviting me. I'm learning a lot from you. Uh, really, I have no opinion on this right now. I'm, I'm kind of just gaining information from you guys, mm-hmm. please. But I'm loving what I'm hearing. Keep talking. And that's a great way to keep the conversation going. And they, they know you're interested. Yeah. You know? Well, I have a question. So a lot of these sound like like just manners. Because yeah. I can apply a lot of these to myself. And I am not a gentleman. I'm a gentlewoman. This is so true. what is... A lady. You are I'm lady. a lady. You're a lady. So what is... I am a lady. Um, what is the... Like, what what was the differentiator? The differentiator is that more along the lines of men are losing certain manners that define men as gentlemen, mm-hmm. um, and that's what that's another thing I wanted to go into. Uh, and I was going to lead into that kind of when I was talking about politics, and because I was talking about I was going to talk about manners. Okay. Um, 
which some of these sound like manners, but this is more of kind of like rules of how you act around people where the mm-hmm. manners are going to come in in a little bit. Okay. Um, another thing a gentleman does is a gentleman is a person who is a master in the art of service. Okay. Does that make sense? Tell me more. Open doors. Oh, yes. Say please and thank you. Even if they're younger than you, you can say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. That's not. That's a sign of respect. That's a. Yeah. That's a. Um, I struggled with that one for a while. Yeah. Especially when I started looking older than twenty something. <laughs> I still have a problem with people calling me sir, and I'm like, mm, but I do the same thing, so I get it. Yeah. And to me, it's. You know, uh, Coach Carter is a good movie to watch when, you know, when you watch uh, Samuel L. Jackson and mm-hmm. he's got all those teenage boys and teach them how to play basketball, right? And he calls them all sir. And he calls them all Mr. You know, so-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. And they all say sir. They all say sir back to him. It's fantastic. And, and it, you know, it definitely shows a great way to show respect to the younger generation and have and kind of let, let them learn off of you. Mm-hmm. And again, that goes back to even if they act up, you still maintain your cool because just because they do something doesn't mean you have to respond to it the way they want you to. Yeah, that's true. They, they got you at that point. Right. So being a gentleman is honestly keeping your cool, not letting other people affect you. I mean, that's just, that's also being a strong person. I mean, yeah, a lot of these things are rules about being a strong, good person, but these are also things that people have forgotten. Yeah. You know, especially pulling out chairs or opening up doors. Guys, even if and I've had somebody say, I can get the door myself. And I said, no problem, ma'am. I did not doubt the fact that you could. I did not doubt. I do not doubt any woman can get a door for themselves. Yeah. That's just the way you were taught. I do not open up a door to spite women. <laughs> or I do not open up a door to to insinuate that they are weaker. I opened up a door because I was taught that it was proper. Mm-hmm. As a gentleman and as a man, you open up a door for a lady. Not in a condescending way. Not that they're weaker. Because... It's the right thing to do. Yeah. I, that's why I do it. And, you know, it's it's amazing <laughs> when you when you hold open the door for an older woman and the surprised look on their face because nobody's held a door open for them in weeks or months or years. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that is so sweet. You're such a nice young man. Thank you so much. I've heard that just... Opening up a door. I'll even like stop at a Publix and I'll wave my hand to open up the automatic door. Oh my Please gosh. go on in and ahead of me. <laughs> like I'll do that. Yeah. And and even that little bit right there, mm-hmm. that little showing, just brightens their day and it makes you feel better about yourself, you know? That's a good one. It is. I mean, uh, automatic door wave. Mm-hmm. And got it. And like I said, being being in service, offering assistance to those who need it, right? I, I have actually been known to do I've done this on 995. I pulled over and I've seen a woman who had her tire on a jack, but she didn't mm-hmm. know what the heck she was doing. And I helped her fix her tire. And this was like in, in my mid-20s. Now, yeah, granted, anybody, she, she could have had somebody in the back seat, probably could have stabbed me. Oh, yeah, we're going to stab this guy, steal his money. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's you know, a bad guy from the 1920s. You know, but if, if, <laughs> if, if, if I keep thinking the world is out to get me, I'm never going to enjoy my life. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to stop and think of every bad situation to stop myself from helping somebody out and creating a good situation. I think, I think that also can be said, like, that is a difference between men and women. Like, I wouldn't stop. And fear oh, of, of something happening to me. I wouldn't expect a woman to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, oh my God, it sounds so sexist. No, I mean, like it's seriously, true. I, I, I can fend off my, like I'm, 
I'm in a position where I'm trained. I can fend off myself, so I'm okay doing it. And, you know, some guys can't, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't mean you can't help an offer. Um, this is like I, I, like, I have, like, old-fashioned values as well. So it's easy for me to say, yes, I agree with you. Just like to, I just want to preface that mm-hmm. as well when you're saying these things. There's a lot of things I do agree with because I was raised that way as well. I'm from a very old school Hispanic household where my mom didn't work for a long time. My dad was a provider and he's also military. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's. I co sign. Well, remember, this is. It, we're also talking about things that we've learned, mm-hmm. but we come from specific backgrounds like my father was very military too so you know i learned Mm -hmm. a lot of this from my father i think the reason that i wanted to have this podcast and the reason that i I push for this one so much is because there are guys out there that didn't have good fathers Mm -hmm. and or didn't have a father at all or yeah good role model in general i mean uh, yes everybody has a father but yes or a general role model correct they they didn't have a, a positive male role model and nobody sat them down and told them hey this is how this is really how you should act because better things are going to come to you the better you act, the better you present yourself, the better you treat people. And yeah, it's hard. There are some times that you get, you know, people do not appreciate the effort that you put forth. But to me, that it's a mental thing. You have to get past other people's appreciation and wanting their approval in the case of being a gentleman. It's not their approval you're seeking. It's your own approval of yourself and your actions and being a better person. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be a better person, that's fine. Then this podcast ain't for you. Right. You know, <laughs> then, then, then go ahead, you know, comment that. Don't oh, get, you know. Don't get therapy. Yeah. Comment. <laughs> oh, you know, guns, you're such a little bitch. <laughs> you know, you're telling us to do all this shit and you're such a you're such an ass. You know, that's why people walk all over you. No, you know what? People used to walk all over me. I didn't stop being a gentleman. I learned how to take better care of myself. I learned how to stick up for myself, but still maintain a proper way of acting. Mm -hmm. And there was one thing I didn't want to mention. There's a couple more things I want to mention, but there's one thing I didn't want to mention is that gentlemen don't curse and fuck me if I don't (laughs) print that all the damn time. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But one thing that I do is that in my job, in my situation, in my jobs, I try not to curse unless it is for emphasis, mm-hmm. unless I feel truly passionate about something. But yeah, I, I mean, at my job, I try not to curse. Now, it's like when I get home, ugh, and when it's I'm at the like, gym, you let it fly. I have to let it loose. It's like I have to let it go. But in my gym situation, the, luckily the people that go to my gym, they know that situationally that's like my my zone where I just let everything out. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're, they're pretty good about it. But when I was new there, oh my God, like first few months, I barely knew anybody. They didn't know me. I was very proper. Yes, ma'am. No, man. And it, it took me a while to open up and get a little more yeah, crazy with them. Of course. But yeah, I didn't curse when I first started going there. I, I never, I never want to curse immediately into a situation. Um, that opens up later on. Once I hear other people start to curse, um, that opens up, once I hear other people start to curse in conversations, and maybe I'll throw one in or there, uh, one in here or there. Definitely doesn't help if I'm out drinking, because that's <laughs> when the Italian side puts in. So you know, I that's why I don't drink as much. I'm also more mindful of that. And that was something my father, um, again, Dad, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> um, that was something that my father always said to me. He's like, you know, you curse too much, and it's it's wrong. And um, 
he wouldn't agree with this if I said this, but I, I've heard him curse in front of my stepmother. I never cursed in front of your stepmother or your mother. I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. But did he do it often? No, yeah. no, not at all. No, no, no. Handful of times, handful of times he chooses not to remember. They yeah. did have a handful of times, but it was like very few and far between that I heard him. He cursed at me all the time when my when my mom and my stepmother were he would curse the hell out of me no, but it was didn't. when we were when we were alone mm-hmm. and it wasn't a lot either but there'd be sometimes he would he would drop a curse where i was like whoa man i i fucked up i struggled with cursing for a long time um my mom doesn't curse mm. my sister what's wrong with her <laughs> she's just, <laughs> just kidding, I'm my just mom kidding. is I'm she's totally a, kidding. she's a saint like, yeah she's I, a saint. I, I believe that so growing up like i i didn't curse and it wasn't like part of my vernacular. Like I, I just didn't. And it, I mean, I would obviously make friends and I curse every now and then. But like, do I do it often? Not no. really. No, I don't hear no. you curse. I think, oh God, I don't even think I've, I don't think you've cursed on any podcast we've done so far. <laughs> and I want to say the only time I ever hear you curse is like when we've been at a tailgate or we've gone out with friends and we've had a couple of drinks and like, and like you start to loosen up. I think it's the only time I've really yeah. ever heard you curse. That um, sounds about right. So even, even in like early relationships, if I got into an argument with somebody and they were cursing at me, I'd be, I, I would like, I would like freeze. I'd be like, I can't hear. I can't understand a word you're saying right now. It's not something you were used to. Yeah. Mm. And like, you're, you're, you're just yelling at me and you're saying a bunch of stuff. And once you start cursing, I blank out. Like it just, I don't hear anything anymore. You see with me, I never had that issue because now my mom didn't curse a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did every now and then, and then I would get around um, my cousins and their friends, and they would curse because they lived in inner city Fort Lauderdale, and that was kind of like everybody cursed. Um, not, not my cousins so much, but their friends. Um, and then my brother, God love him, my brother curses a lot. Um, I love him to death. He he doesn't curse a lot in normal conversation unless you. You get him on his triggers, yeah, and then he'll curse. Um, but he will curse when he's drinking. The more he drinks, he will curse. I mean, but that's like me too. Like I said, I, I think that's kind of like in our genes because we're yeah. Italian. The more we drink, we curse. And the more you move your hands. Oh God, so much, <laughs> so much hand movement. My, it's it's like every I, time like hit a mic, you're just like talking. Oh my God, when I was at my brother's house over the summer, we were talking to a couple people together, and like you, I, I was trying to to focus on the people but they kept looking because my brother's using I'm using my hands and they kept looking at her hands it's like we were having a karate chop match in midair with nobody <laughs> <laughs> we, we moved our hands so much that's crazy um, um, so yeah gentleman's etiquette well no but I was talking uh, okay. so I was going back to cursing okay? mm-hmm. um, and so yeah cursing is um, is definitely something that I will do on this podcast continuously because I feel like this is, you know, this is our podcast this is what we do. This is how I want to fucking I speak on here. I checked the explicit content box on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> um, but out in public, um, I definitely try more to seek to not curse unless like a one-on-one conversation with a friend kind of close to two of us, but I don't try to curse where multiple people hear me. I'm really trying to, you know, bring that down tailgates, out the window besides that you know mm-hmm. that's that tailgates that's, that's, are gone that's gone that's part of tailgating you know i don't we even, all know that's part i don't of tailgating. even notice you do it yeah exactly <laughs> we we all know that's part of tailgating yeah. tailgating aside in every other situation in my life i'm really trying to decrease that and 
And that's another thing that's leading into my last thing that gentlemen do that a, a true gentleman does and a true man, just a true man should do. Mm-hmm. Admit when we are wrong. Yep. There is something innate in men that we, the older we get, it's like we have to be right all the time. Um, I, I see it with guys I work with. I see it with people in my family. I, I, I see it. I just see it all the time. And one thing that I've actually been told, I've gotten this on um, job evaluations. It's actually been written on job evaluations, like in writing. So I have it. Like, which is amazing because it's great to see feedback like that about yourself, you know, especially when you don't recognize it. So Mm -hmm. I've seen this on, on like job evaluations. I've heard this from, um, guys I, I work with in a, in in my second job outside of my main job, uh, my main career, I do a little job on the side, which you know, and I've heard Mm -hmm. it from my evaluations from the leaders in that group because I joined them like five years ago and their guys have been in this association for 20 plus years and I hear it from them that that I'm I'm the first one to do this Mm -hmm. and I've actually heard it from my friends they're like yeah you admit when you're wrong and you have no problem admitting that you're wrong and that garners a lot of respect what what men don't realize is if we are okay with admitting our faults because we know we have them Mm -hmm. and we have to work on them that actually it, it two things it brings a lot more clarity to your life and, and knowing what you struggle with so you don't have to constantly strive to overcome it publicly mm-hmm. you know with 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 bad mannerisms with with cockiness with overconfidence stuff like that um so admitting when you're wrong is very key and, and it's also a great way to earn respect from other people because they they realize you are human. You realize that you're human. You recognize that you're human. You recognize that that you are not perfect, and that you're willing to work, and that it that you're self-critical, but not in a negative fashion. That that you recognize you're self-aware, mm-hmm. and showing self-awareness for men is very difficult. Um, a lot of men put on a persona because we're taught that way, and and. And guys don't even know they do this. It's innate. It's something that we're taught. We're, we're taught through society when we're younger. You have to put on this persona. You have to be more masculine or you have to act a certain way. You have to be more domineering or you like, can't be overly domineering. Check it's, off the boxes. <laughs> but but we're getting men are getting such mixed signals nowadays. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know what worked a thousand years ago, worked a hundred years ago, is still going to work today is being a, a man of service. Being a man of integrity, mm-hmm. being a man of honor, being a man of loyalty, and being confident and yet showing humility when need be. And that's something that men are missing and they need it. Mm-hmm. In order, you know, we're, we're seeing. Well, not all men. Well, no, 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 not all men, correct. But I'm saying a lot of men need that no matter what the women are doing in your lives. I mean, it, because guys will say, well, if I act like this, then women are going to treat me a certain way. Well, those probably aren't the women that you need I mean, in your life. The the thing is, you have to be the man that the woman of your dreams would want. Correct. Right? So if the woman of your dreams wants a masculine man or a man with manners and etiquette, then be that person. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody else, you know, it's trial and error. Well, you guys, guys need to listen to women, too. Mm-hmm. We're, we're usually because, we're always right. Mm, <laughs> Just kidding. I admit when I'm gr, wrong. <laughs> G triple R. Gr. Um, 
you, you got me going on that. You, you, totally, you totally threw me off because now I'm like, women are not always right. How no, dare listen, you? You're right. Listen to women because well, yeah. women, women are insightful and we also have a good gut. You mm-hmm. know, we, our intuition is pretty spot on. But at the same token, you know, women women can get a little outlandish with some of the things they want yeah, from men. When, that's when, you know, that's when the emotion and all the other stuff comes through. But overall, like it, women want women want very basic things from a man. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing is they want to know they're that they're special. Yeah, we want really. we want to know that we're special. That we want reassurance. Mm-hmm. We like to know we're emotional creatures. You know, we want to know where we're at. We want to, um, yeah, we want to feel like care for but also men if you want a better woman you probably need to start acting like a gentleman mm-hmm. you know because better woman will flock to a gentleman a gentleman attracts good people not just women or if you're a guy who likes other guys not just men a gentleman attracts good people and if you want to have a good life and you want to attract the good people and you want your life to be better guys we got to start working on being better gentlemen I, i'll make the pledge <laughs> You know, that's good. That's yeah, good. Absolutely. I, and I, I had I had some some good examples of good gentlemen. Like I had written down. I didn't even get to them. You know, like I'm giving a shout out to Mark Bavaro from the New York Giants <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. Very humble. He was a gentleman. Yeah. Man would get, man would score a touchdown. He would never celebrate. Never celebrate. That's awesome. He would turn around and find the closest official. I mean, he would score the touchdown. Run it, and the guys would be running up to him, hugging him and stuff, and he wouldn't even acknowledge his teammates. He would li- literally look to find the first referee, first official, to hand them the ball first. First oh, thing wow. he did, every touchdown he scored, every down he scored, er, every down, every time he got to carry the ball or he caught the ball, first thing he did, turn around, find the first official to hand them the ball. That, to me, that's just... This guy was making hundreds of thousands of dollars because this was, it wasn't a multimillionaire or late mm-hmm. 80s, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And yet he had the sense of, I'm not better than this guy who's mm-hmm. also officiating the game. I am no better than this guy. Turned around. This guy's got a job to do. I'm going to make his job easier. Let me hand him the ball. That was a gentlemanly thing to do. Yeah. You see, guys, nowadays just drop the ball. I mean, now, I have I have seen a couple of guys in the NFL recently, and I'm just like, wow, these guys are handing the ball. The officials made good for them. That, to me, gives them more respect. I see mm-hmm. them. They, they look for an official. They hand them the ball. They they don't overly celebrate. They get back to the huddle. I'm like, yeah, I respect these guys now. Yeah, because you're not afraid to humble yourself. And for years, we've we've been given really bad examples of how we should be in i would say media mm-hmm. and this is probably something i should have said way earlier we're, we're getting bad examples of how uh, of how to be men in public you know a gentleman's not flashy a, a, now I'm not saying they're not flashy because remember you if, if you're dressed neat mm-hmm. people are going to think that you're flashy but when you're really just taking care of yourself yeah right so if you're taking care of yourself it's not flash it's just being an adult you know it's- knowing Adulting. Adulting. Exactly. Taking care of yourself. You know, and and we have a lot of just just guys out there that just want to throw shade all the time, whether it be on women or other dudes. And it's like they're they're not good examples. It's insecurity. Insecurity. Mm -hmm. So, guys, look for that guy. uh, Look look for that person that you see that is able to shut their mouth and listen to other people, but then respond with something way smarter and way more like way more intelligent. And way more calm and way more confident than the person who shouted out at them before. And that's a gentleman right there. Mm-hmm. A person who does not need to lower themselves and yet can still show that while they're not trying 
to prove that they're better, they're striving to be better. That sounds that sounds like a good deal. Yeah, I think that's where we want to end. Are we doing pretty good on time? Yeah, we're doing good. All right. Well, um, Val, do you have any questions or comments or anything you want to say about maybe my, my gentleman's presentation <laughs> today? Anything extra you want to add? Uh, nothing extra I want to add. Um, I yeah yeah like I I agree with you. I think a lot of it has to do with um, being a good person in general. With and I do feel like a lot of things are lost within, I mean, a younger generation. So I would like to see some old school values come back. And, you know, people, and even like, even in women too. But um, that's, that's another story. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's hard. And it's one of the last things I'm going to say. And I definitely want to end with this because this is something I definitely wanted to touch earlier. Um, we were talking but I didn't get into it's hard nowadays to to be a gentleman and to to kind of throw proper etiquette when we're in an era where everybody wants to know everything about you oh yeah everybody wants to know everything about you they want to look up every tiny little detail about you and there's nothing wrong with being private nothing at all and if you want to be a gentleman, man, don't put your business out there. Yeah. If because, you want to be a gentleman, yeah. don't be dating somebody and then liking other people's photos. <laughs> yeah. Don't and don't <laughs> listen. Don't don't be putting stuff out there trying to make yourself more important to, to attract other ladies mm-hmm. too when you're with somebody. Yeah. All right. There it, there's no reason that you should be boastful and trying to put yourself out on social media and try to try to display your entire life to everybody. And yet we're saying this, we're doing a podcast. I know, but, right? Like trying to display your entire <laughs> life to everybody, unless you're doing it to try to help people out. It should not be from a selfish value. Like we're doing this podcast, we want to help people. We're yeah. doing this from not a selfish value. We, we we're not selfish reasons. We want to help people. And if you want to help people, part of it is kind of like being private because you don't have to let everybody know everything about yourself. And it's good to let them that them know they don't have to let everybody know everything about themselves either yeah you know i mean your life could be just a bunch of memes yeah besides i don't want everybody to know everything about me neither do i i don't like I don't, everybody i don't really post a lot anyway i don't like i don't like half of you people. i mean the only thing i've been posting lately is christmas related stuff so we'll keep that there yeah well and also we want everybody out there to have a very merry christmas and uh, a very happy new year 2024 is around the corner, Val. It is. I'm excited for 2024. I think our next podcast, we'll talk about some some resolutions. That's a good idea. A good lead-in for our next podcast about yeah. resolutions. Yeah. Yeah, my 2023 was rough, so I definitely need a revamp. Definitely. You got a dog. Definitely there's a lot of roughness. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so good. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would not say that my 2023 was rough. I would actually say... After the last few years of having quite a few rough years, Mm -hmm. I had a fairly good 2023. That's good. Besides a car accident and the wisdom teeth extraction. Yeah, we'll go with that. Let's not continue about the wisdom teeth extraction. Oh, my God. Let's not go. (laughs) Oh, the pain. I mean, I feel like the first half of the year was really rough for me up Mm -hmm. until maybe maybe July-ish. And things got better? Things started to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're both on an upturn. Yeah, we are. You got to catch go. up with me. I'm a little bit higher than you, though. 
<laughs> being safe. Uh, please like, comment, and subscribe on Casual Conversations on Adult Situations with uh, Val and Guns. And you can find us on Instagram at Casual Conversations Podcasts. Feel free to leave a message, ask questions, send us your stories. We would love to hear them. And if you also have any, perhaps, rules on gentlemen's etiquette, because we, we might have to go over ladies' etiquette one of these days. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. I know, right? If you have any comments on gentlemen's etiquette or ladies out there, if you have any, uh, any comments on how you feel men should treat ladies better without getting a little too, uh, too Gra- mean on us, too or, aggressive. Or graphic. Or graphic. <laughs> I want to throw me against the wall. Oh my gosh. In women, a good way. Listen, women do not like eggplant emojis, nor do we want photos of your stuff. But eggplants are so cute. Oh my gosh. Unless you're dating and that's your that's your like that's the way you guys are. By the way, what's funny is I didn't know what an eggplant emoji was oh until like two years after <laughs> it became popular and I was like, why are people sending other people eggplants? And somebody just sit me down like I'm like an eggplant? Don't they have a sausage emoji? <laughs> I mean, How about a peach? Like I know what a peach. No, I knew what a peach was from day one. Oh, of course you did. Because you know, like, come on, a peach. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. So wow, we're totally getting on. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. We hope you all get sausages and peaches under the tree. And eggplants. And eggplants. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next time. Bye.